0: Hello there, my name is Erin, Erin Spurler, and I'm the host of The Artist Appeals. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 5, I believe. Today, I went to the Allentown Museum of Art. It's COVID, so you have to reserve a time slot, but that was no big deal. In fact, we pretty much had the entire place to ourselves the allentown museum of art was really a hidden gem i hadn't been there before it was fantastic and the whole first floor um they had a um, collection of work of paintings from uh, the evolution of the spiritual which is really interesting there was some sculptures of indian um religious ar- artifacts shiva and vishnu and Actually, I don't think they had a Vishnu, but they had um, all sorts of wonderful sculptures. They also had a lot of paintings of the Madonna and Child, or (laughs) as my husband likes to joke, dead Jesuses and boobies. Uh, Because, you know, in traditional religious art, oftentimes women were portrayed as maternal and nursing, and so they often had one breast out to show... um, the the maternal aspect, nursing the baby and so forth and so on, and there were indeed a couple of boobies in the museum, so very good stuff. They also had a wonderful display of more modern paintings, and then upstairs they had a cool display of prints, woodblock prints, and I have a couple short videos on Instagram. You can see some of that work, some of the modern work, Um, some of the woodblock prints. I was especially excited about all the circles. There was a gentleman there that did a whole series of 96 woodblock prints in circular form. Love me some circles. And if you know my Instagram account, Aaron.circles, I've been painting ensos, or circles, for three years now. Got over 900 of those bad boys. Um, And it made me think, this trip to the museum made me think about art as product and art as fine art and art as craft. Because there was a chair there, and that was a beautiful chair. And the write up was talking about how the gentleman's craft studio is an octagonal studio or a pentagonal studio. It's a strange shaped building um, not far from here just outside of Philly that I want to go see now and of course they had a Frank Lloyd Wright museum or library. Um, In the museum they had a library that Frank Lloyd Wright had designed that they had moved there. That was actually why I went there was to see this Frank Lloyd Wright library because Frank Lloyd Wright and um, that era kind of the early 1900s kind of 1910 to 1930 was the arts and crafts movement where they really believed that art and craft could merge and that art could be both functional and beautiful that it could be both in the home and high art and so it was really, really beautiful to see that work there, to see the table and the stained glass. And they had some Tiffany lamps. And I didn't know this, but Tiffany actually made a more accessible product line of desk um, desk stuff, you know, blotters and paper openers, envelope openers, and that stuff. Beautiful, beautiful work. So there was functional work there as well. So anyways, it was a great trip and um, I highly recommend it. And it just makes you think about art and product. And um, I'm gonna take the weekend off from the podcast, but I will return on Monday with more thoughts about the intersection of craft and fine art and making a living in the arts. Um, many of the artists at the museum today, there is a school of art across the street, the Brahm School of Art. And many of the artists featured in the contemporary exhibit were teachers or students of the Brahm School of Art. And they often listed on their write-up the influences. And, you know, they're always talking about the styles and the isms that these different works were influenced by, or expanded on, because that's all isms are and art is, is there's nothing created in a vacuum. Everything is informed by your previous experiences and by your previous knowledge. There is no way you can create something that is wholly and uniquely new. Everything is an iteration or a growth on something else, and that's the way it should be. Um, We're all an expansion of our heritage and our experiences, and so is art. And so I'm going to stop right there today, go to Instagram to see some of the work I'm talking about, Circles, and you can see some of the work. Um, It's very thought-provoking to think about and go to a museum, and I highly recommend it because this wonderful museum had such a diverse range. They also had same, um, conceptual art in the entrance way. And that is a very interesting topic. I'm not going to get into it too deeply, but conceptual art is, believes that art, that the idea, the idea behind the art is more important than the work itself and that the work does not actually have to be made by the artist and can in deed be made by other people that you can pay somebody to make your work for you. And it counteracts the whole idea of art as something you can buy. How do you sell an idea? So conceptual art is the idea behind the art, is what is important, it doesn't matter who makes it. So the craftsman becomes more of an employee, if that makes any sense. so. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the idea of the intersection of fine art, conceptual art, and craft, and making a living in the arts. Are the galleries a way that you can do this type of stuff? Is the gallery system still viable? Is the pursuit of art for art's sake something you're interested in? Is it valid? So, I'll leave you with questions today. Check out the Allentown Museum of Art. It was a fabulous trip, and I'll talk to you on Monday. See you later. This is Erin from The Artist Appeals, and you can follow Erin.Circles, or check out previous episodes of the podcast at TheArtistAppeals.com, where we have wonderful interviews with amazing artists, including Jane Davenport, Joe Packham, Denzel Quick, Don Mates, all sorts of amazing greats. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.